to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And yep, we are recording on Halloween evening. What could go wrong? Yeah, it's a perfect plan. I don't know what we expected. (laughs) Hour and a half, two hour podcast. Could be about, maybe four. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see how many times we have to pause. Yes. (laughs) As the uh, the children in the neighborhood knock on our door to get their next sugar high. Yeah. They need that fix. Joke's on them. I ate all the candy already, yeah. so. <laughs> Joke's on them. I ate all the candy before we bought more candy that we are now eating all of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're going to look stupid when they realize how much candy they missed out on. Definitely. Yeah. Lesson learned for intruding on our podcast. Yep. All right, well, let's get into it. Let's hope that we can get through without a lot of doorbell distractions. Yes. Um, I do want to promote Joe Stark, friend of the podcast. Uh, he has a book that he made called I Become Death, and it's a story about a zombie apocalypse, right? So okay. we, we promoted it last week, yes. last episode, uh, and then I thought... Well, fuck. Why don't we do a giveaway? Yeah, why a not? A contest. Yeah. So, very simple. We're going to put out a post for this episode. Share it, like it on Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Any social media. Any social media. You could even text it to your friends if you want to. <laughs> and then screenshot it and send an email to dtfpod at gmail.com. And we will enter you in and we will pick the next episode our winner for the book, I Become Death. And it has um, Kindle, Audible, and paperback formats for anybody who's interested. Our giveaway will be, basically we're expecting to do paperback, but if for some reason you win and you want the Kindle version, we could do that too. Yeah, if that's an option, I guess we could do that. So all those hippies out there trying to go green. Yeah. Don't want to kill a, a tree for reading's sake. Yeah. All right, well, good luck to everybody. May the the best tweet share win. (laughs) All right, let's get into our new releases. A lot of good stuff coming out this week. Uh, From my list, Blockbuster. This is a series on Netflix coming out on the 3rd. And it is a sitcom about uh, two people that work at a Blockbuster. Yeah, it gives me like uh, Superstore vibes, but... Yes. But Blockbuster, so like potentially even better. (laughs) Yeah, it stars uh, Randall Park, which we know from WandaVision. Mm-hmm. He was in Ant-Man, and he's in, in the, the Marvel stuff. Yeah. Uh, and he's going to be joined with Melissa Fumero, who was in... Brooklyn uh, Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. So I think that's going to be a really good duo. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It's going to be a pretty funny show. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to this It'll one. It'll be nice to get a little bit of nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I was going through our movies trying to figure out, like, it was organizing and stuff. Mm-hmm. I have Iron Man 2 pre-owned mm-hmm. from Blockbuster. It's, yeah. like, in, like, this really shitty case yeah, that's like, way bigger than, than all the other be. cases. Yeah. And I was like, do I get rid of this case? And I was like, well, it's Blockbuster. It's, like, collector's this item like a, Yeah, this is, like, a collector's <laughs> item. Will this be worth something? It might be. So, we got to hold on to it. All right, uh, HBO Max is bringing Titans season four on the third. I've already invested. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep watching it. Yeah, that's like how I was with Vampire Diaries. I kind of just like got invested in the show because 
Chloe made me watch the first season or first episode or something. And then I just kept watching it and watching it. And I was like, I don't like this. Why yeah. am I still watching One it? episode in, you're like, well, now I'm invested. I have to finish. No, I mean, like, I watched it with her for maybe the first half of the first season. But then at that point, I was like, yeah. I need to know what happens. I don't hate Titans. I just yeah. feel like uh, it went from being pretty good to, like, shifting to CW yeah. feeling. The bad kind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. But, oh well. Uh, Greed Lantern, Beware My Powers is an animated movie, also huh. on HBO. Okay. I don't know when it came out, but it's there now. And uh, it's it's focused on Jon Stewart, so. Okay. It's pretty excited about that. And a movie coming to Apple TV Plus on the 4th called Causeway. This is actually starring Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. And it's apparently, like, been plenty of raves okay among the uh the whatever the the movie festival critics things. or whatever oh, okay uh, it's been, been, what are they called uh yeah like festivals yeah various different like sunday and stuff like that yeah, yeah okay. festivals yeah all right yeah. <laughs> making sure i wasn't using the wrong word yeah obviously i go to them a lot yeah clearly. i'm clearly yeah. invited yeah you're on the board for most of them they're like do you have a zoot suit <laughs> do i have a zoot suit <laughs> which color what angle do you want the stripes? Yeah, diagonal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's my list. Okay, my list. I'm pretty excited about this one. There's something called Low Country, the Murdoch Dynasty. Comes to HBO Max on the 3rd. Um, and we listened to a podcast about the, the mm. Murdoch murders. So this is the, the family? Yes. I hope that, that it's narrated <laughs> by the person who did the podcast because she was so delightful. I hope it's not. I didn't know somebody could have a voice that said resting bitch face. <laughs> you learn something new every day. Um, but I'm very interested in that story. So whatever they have on HBO Max, hopefully will give us a little bit more information in that area that was maybe a little lacking in the podcast area. Mm. Um, also, Weird, the Al Yankovic story is coming to Roku on the 4th. And that's the one with Daniel Radcliffe playing Red Al Yankovic. Um, I guess it's fiction, even though it's technically... Oh, yeah. It's a parody. Yeah. <laughs> I was expecting it to be like a biopic, but it says fiction. So I'm yeah. like, okay. I, I mean, that's kind of like an appropriate way, right? Yeah. I guess that's true. For it not to be a literal biopic, just like, just to be like a, uh, like a, a parody mm-hmm. of his life. Yeah. That's true. It would be like a very meta thing to do. Yeah. So I thought that might be fun to check out if we can... I feel like we have Roku, the app, on something somewhere. What songs Um, do you think we'll be hearing? You think we'll get... uh, Gangster's Paradise, You think so? Yeah. I guess the film... It was filmed before... Amish Paradise. Sorry. Whatever. Yeah. I was going to (laughs) say. It's like they're going to do a whole twist and they're going to do the originals. Yeah. (laughs) That's why it's fiction. (laughs) We're going to get beat it. Yeah. Uh, okay, and then we've got Enola Holmes, uh, the second movie, is coming to Netflix on the 4th as well. Yeah, that's why there's an S at the end. It's plural. It's, yeah, that, more than one of that's them. why. Yeah. So, I'll, I guess we'll probably check it out. We watched the first one, so. The first one was fine. Yeah, it, it was like, fine. It, you know, I'd, it was fine. It's it's on Netflix. It's not. I don't have yeah. to leave my house to see it, so yeah. I'll probably check it out. <laughs> I mean, it's in the name. Yeah. Holmes. Holmes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or else it would be called Enola Theaters. Yeah, or Enola 
not homes. Yeah, put your pants on. We're going out. <laughs> and no love, put your pants on. We're going out. That's yeah. a long name. <laughs> well, that's why with homes. Okay. And we're like, you know, just put it on Netflix. Yeah. Um, okay, and then also for anybody who got obsessed with Manifest during the pandemic, season four is coming to Netflix. Um, if you're looking for more of that. I fell, I don't think I caught up on it. I think I like tapered off. What? Really? What? Yeah. I, I thought you were all into this show. This I is wa- the one that was like on NBC, right? Yes. But you watched it on Netflix. I watched it on Netflix because there were like two. And it was like canceled two or, on NBC. Yes. Yeah. There were like two or three seasons when I first watched drama. it. So. It must be a drama. It is. Well, appropriately <laughs> there was drama then yeah with its cancellation um, i don't think i caught up but maybe i did i know i watched the first two seasons i don't think i watched the third that's probably what happened i'm just gonna say it yeah how the fuck does netflix go and save this show but then we have terra nova from fox just <laughs> sitting in a porta potty yeah is that where it's sitting <laughs> i don't know I think people, there was like a legitimate like internet following of this movie during the pandemic. So maybe that. There was like a whole campaign to get Terra Nova back okay. on Netflix. Well, I don't know. Though. I mean, it, I'm not picky. It doesn't even have to be Netflix. It can yeah. be anywhere. Any of them. Discovery yeah. Plus. Pick do one. It. There's I mean, so many options. It's about dinosaurs. That's true. So you could do that. Yeah. Even Apple TV Plus could pick it oh, up because they did dinosaur stuff recently. You could do like a whole like Shark Week special where uh, have dinosaurs fighting megalodons <laughs> since it's not real anyway is what you do yeah anymore. who cares yeah <laughs> um and then also there's a movie coming called my policeman to amazon prime on november 4th as well apparently everything comes out the same day mm-hmm. uh this is got it's got harry styles in it he plays um a policeman in 1950s his, his name's harry or, or scott no harry styles yeah but you said scott harry styles it's got oh yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> Like his name's Scott. Scott Harry Styles. It's like no. so Harry's his middle name. No, right? um, Harry Styles is in this. He plays a uh, policeman in 1950s uh, Britain-ish somewhere. Mm. I don't think I don't know if it's London or somewhere else in yeah. that general region. <laughs> um, and then I guess he he it said this the general plot it says he falls in love with a school teacher but then also mm-hmm. has a same-sex love affair with another guy when homosexuality is illegal so it's probably gonna be super dramatic mm. yeah classic yeah so he's definitely uh spreading his what is it wings yeah and, yeah. and other people's legs no he's spreading his wings in the acting <laughs> and field or butts okay <laughs> I'm yep. just I'm just calling it as I as you see as it. As I well, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> yeah. But as I'm being described it. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. By you. Yeah. Um He's in a lot of things these he's days. He's in everything these and days. I think uh it's not it's, I think it's in like a couple weeks or so. Uh Don't Worry Darling is yes. gonna be hitting HBO Max. Yes. So that's another movie he's in. Mm-hmm. That movie was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, that's all I've got on my list. Alright. Some theater releases. We have an anime One Piece uh, film, Red, is going to be releasing on the 4th. I am not somebody who's been watching this one. I hear it's like an extremely hard to catch up on this show because of how many episodes there are. Okay. But for the fans out there, there is a movie. Okay. Uh, and also a movie called The Estate coming out on the 4th. Oh, yeah. I saw... I watched the preview for this, I think. It's... 
Uh, it's Tony Collette and Anna Ferris are sisters, and they go and try to reconnect with their like rich aunt, I believe. Mm. But then, whenever they find out, she's like maybe gonna die soon because they want her money. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they find out like all the cousins did that, and so it looks like gonna be like ridiculous little like I don't know drama but comedy at the same time, like them kind of so like fighting. Is it a comedy? I it looks like there's comedic like a dark aspects. comedy. Maybe yeah. Like satire on like. Oh, people are when yeah. family members are going to die. I think so. Basically, they're like openly fighting with their cousins for like who's going to be her favorite. I mean, wouldn't it be her kids? She doesn't have kids. That's oh, the, okay. that's how. I mean, I didn't. I don't know that for sure, but that's my assumption. So wouldn't it just go to the siblings then? I don't know how it works. Oh, okay. It's just the premise of the movie. Okay. I mean, there's laws, isn't there? Yeah, like but defaults it goes to somebody. But and... you're fighting the scenario. It's just it's just the movie plot. <laughs> Fine. Whatever. I just want to know that it's going to be realistic. You want to make sure it's up to legal code? Yeah. <laughs> Guess we'll have to watch and find out. Anyway, it looks like it could be uh, pretty entertaining. All right. Some notable mentions. The Bad Guys is an animated film. Animals that are bad. Animal villains. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be like fairy tale villains, right? I don't know. Because the big bad wolf There's is in it. There's a wolf. It. There's a snake. Yeah. There's, I don't know what the other one I is. don't remember. But all I know is they were the the like the bad guy, the villains in fairy tales, I'm pretty sure. Because okay. one was the big bad wolf. Okay. So. Um, this was on Peacock. It probably still is. I'm not sure. But it's going to be on Netflix. Nice. On the first. So anybody who has Netflix can check that out. The Handmaid's Tale Season 5 is continuing on the 5th. And that's Amazon Prime, I believe. Yes. I know people are... I still have not fucking touched that show, but everybody says it's so good. Still a hit then, huh? Yeah. Okay. I guess it, if it's on Amazon, I guess I should get, check it out. I'm just like at the point where I'm like, there's so many seasons. I'm like, it's I, been too many. It's, so, it's too much for me to like even bother at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot to catch up on. Although I was saying that after season one, so... Yeah. True. You know what? When, when they conclude and they, they establish how she got her tail, that's when I'll start watching. Yeah. I'll binge it then. Okay. Sounds good. I mean, it must be important if there's a whole story about her tale. Yeah. All right. Want to get into our good, bad, and ugly? Yes. My good Silent Hill is getting a reboot film named Return to Silent Hill. I wonder if Welcome to Raccoon City inspired (laughs) them to be like, you know what? We could do better. Yeah. I mean, hopefully they can. Well... It's going to focus on the story of Silent Hill 2, the video game, which was a very good story. Okay. And that was a PS2 time, so that's back in the day. Mm-hmm. We have news on that for the gaming, but... Stick around. Just, yeah, stick around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and this is going to be directed by Christoph Gans, who was the director of the first film, Silent Hill. And I actually liked the first one. Okay. The second one was fine. It was very uh, tropey, cartoony, the way it was done. Uh, but like, I think that they could definitely make something like legit with a more up-to-date film. Mm-hmm. That's the one with the pyramid head, right? Yes. Okay. I honestly, I think the first Silent Hill is probably one of the best video game adaptations we've had. I remember that. I think that came out when I was in high school. Yeah. I think I want to say it was like early 2000s. Yeah. That tracks. I don't know exactly. I remember going to a Hall- Halloween party at some point. 
later in high school and people were dressed as characters from that. And yeah, I was like, I'm going to assume there's a lot of uh, faceless nurses. There were a lot of faceless nurses and there was... A, <laughs> you know, because an easy way to get your tits popping. Yep. And then there was a guy actually dressed as Pyramid Head. Yeah. Yeah. He had a like, pyramid for a head, huh? Yeah, he was like on the roof or something. And I remember it was a memorable scene. It was scene. on the roof? It was on the roof at this party. Like, yeah. Sh- I, it was not relevant, I'm just saying. Okay. That's... So him being on the roof wasn't a part it wasn't of his part skit? Of, it wasn't part of his skit. He okay, was, I was like, I don't know why being on a roof is a thing. No, he him. was just on the roof. Okay. Because of whatever reason. I don't know what his reason was. But yeah. then there was a bunch of faceless nurses and other bullshit from mm-hmm. the movie as well. Yeah. I haven't played the games or seen the movie. So that's my reference point. That's gotcha. all I was trying to say. Gotcha. <laughs> well, I'm excited. I bet. Do the faceless nurses also have like an insane number of teeth or is that a different thing? That's a different thing. Okay. I feel like that was happening at the same time. It doesn't matter. Yeah, there's like another, like, I think the next game had a a female looking creature thing that was essentially the equivalent to the pyramid head okay. character for the next game. Got it. Okay. And it was like a quick, like, it was like a liquor type Okay. creature yeah, but yeah, yeah. like had daggers and shit in its okay arms and it and... had just like a lot i know chicks were doing their costumes yeah, it was yeah. like their whole entire lower part of their face would be like the the, the mouth mm-hmm. yeah it was crazy yeah so you're excited about that then yeah cool well not like not women cosplaying no 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 the movie teeth. the movie is what i was talking about <laughs> i was trying to reroute back to the conversation yeah i mean the, the nurse cosplays will be whole yeah will be lit yeah that's, lit. The, that's the word you use right I lit don't, i don't like it but yes, I is. would light a candle. <laughs> yeah, for those cosplays. Okay, my candle will be lit. Good to know. All right, my bad. Speaking of a bunch of teeth on your face, Fair. Venom Three will be directed by and produced by screenwriter Kelly Marcel. This is via Deadline. Uh, so she has been involved with the script for both movies before. She worked with uh, Tom Hardy on the scripts for the first two movies. Uh, but I guess now she's going to be directing. And my bad isn't because she's directing. It's because the first two movies were not that great. Yeah. And now they're giving her more of a role. Yeah. To make it more not that great. And so it makes me a little bit more worried. Yeah. Not to say that she doesn't have a, an opportunity or a chance to do well with the directing but it has me concerned Mm -hmm. if she's new to directing Mm -hmm. and she already wasn't doing scripts that were all that great in my opinion yeah venom one was fine venom two was like what is this so the converse could be possible let's hope let's just do silver lining here possibility uh maybe the scripts that she wrote were directed in a different way than she intended them to come across so maybe saying. by being able to direct her own script, mm-hmm. she has more control. She has more control, and maybe it'll be better. Mm-hmm. Cross my fingers. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't think Sony would be like, eh, "Just do whatever the fuck you want." Imagine they'd like be worried that this has to be good. Yeah, but they also might just be like, "Whatever, it doesn't matter at this point." <laughs> I guess. I guess. <laughs> I guess in their head, it's like, "Well, it's just gonna sell anyways." Even if yeah. it does bad, it's still gonna be like close to a billion, probably. Yeah. I don't know how. I don't, how well do the Venom movies do? Couldn't tell you. I guess I'm just basing it off Spider-Man getting in the billion range. Anyways, and my ugly, James Cameron just 
stop talking. <laughs> Just him Just as a person? stop talking. <laughs> so, basically, he was talking crap about Marvel and DC while promoting the new Avatar film that they don't know how to write relationships or something because of something like obscure, like getting older and being more careful mm-hmm. in life yeah. as you get older. Okay. And so, like, here's a quote. He said, When I look at these big, spectacular films, I'm looking at you, Marvel and DC. It doesn't matter how old the characters are. They all act like they are in college. They have relationships, but they really don't. They never hang up. They're spurs because of their kids. The things that really ground us and give us power, love, and a purpose. Those characters don't experience it. And I think that's not the way to make movies. Does he understand that they have superpowers? <laughs> I'm sure he's never seen a movie that they've done. Like, he's just talking out of his ass because he thinks he's the best director in the world. Drinking his own farts. Has he done great movies? Yeah, of course he has. Yeah. But like, shut up. Cork your farts in a bottle and smell them in your own house. Like, nobody yeah. needs to hear it. Yeah, you don't need to be spewing it all over the public. Yeah. I just don't, it does, yeah, it doesn't sound like he's seen any of the movies because, like. There was, like, some kind of thing he was talking about how, like, which is ironic. The character in in the movies is played by Zoe Zaldana, right? Mm, Yes. Who is also in a Marvel movie as Gamora. Correct. Right? So, in a way, he's talking shit Mm -hmm. about movies that she does. Yeah. But it was something about how, like, he, he referenced, like, something about how, like, she would jump off of a ledge. When she was like younger or something, and then like now she's got kids, she has to like think about like the consequences of doing that, and she can't really do something like that because she has kids to worry about. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, for a real life human, sure, but these are literally superheroes that we're talking about, so it doesn't make the, the also, argument. Also, it's just a stupid fucking movie. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not a relevant argument. I mean, it's you know, it goes back to James Cameron. Is James Cameron because James Cameron. Yeah. Is James, James Cameron. Cameron. Yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> all right, whatever. I'm just, that's my ugly. Yeah. Just, okay. Just shut up. That's all I'm saying. That makes sense. Just make your movies. Just imagine how sooner this movie would have been done if he didn't take the time to talk about other people's movies. Yeah. And how much better his are. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. All right. So for my good, bad, and ugly. Um, this first one is kind of funny, but Jeff Goldblum is going to play the wizard in a film adaptation of Wicked. What's funny to me about this is Wicked was a musical that's loosely based on The Wizard of Oz, which is a movie. Mm-hmm. So, was it originally a, like a, a book or a story? Yes, I believe it was. It, it wasn't a movie first, right? No, I think you're right. It was probably a book first. Okay. Um, so it's just like an adaptation of an ad- of, adaptation yeah, in, of an adaptation. Inside yeah. of Taco it's, Bell. It's a lot of, yeah. Yeah. Adapting going on. Yeah. So I haven't seen Wicked. I've always wanted to go see it on Broadway, but I've heard really good things. Um, I, I heard how great it was, too. And I looked at a trailer for it. I think I was looking for, like, tickets. And then, like, the trailer I saw, the music didn't seem all that exciting. So I was like, eh. Well, Adina Menzel was in the original Wicked, and she's the voice of Elsa in Frozen. Mm. Um, I think that she was probably, like, yeah. discovered for that because of Wicked. She's got an incredible voice. So why did she stop doing Wicked? I don't think she stopped doing it. She just decided to let it go? Okay. I knew you didn't actually care. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What do you mean? So anyway, back to the story. Um, 
I think any character that is the wizard, it makes total sense that Jeff Goldblum would play them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's pretty cool. I definitely need to now make sure I see the musical before these films come out. It's going to be, I guess it was turned into, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it apparently has been turned into two films so that it doesn't compromise the story. Um, and then here's there's a quote by John Chu who s- said. We decided to give ourselves a bigger canvas and make not just one Wicked movie, but two. With more space, we can tell the story of Wicked as it was meant to be told while bringing even more depth and surprise to the the journeys for these beloved characters. It makes total yeah. sense that you would need two movies because it's kind of like, um, usually with a Broadway film like that, you've got uh, part one, intermission, mm-hmm. part two. So that's... I'm sure the studios were like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's fine. You make can it make two. Can you, can you make it three? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was reading something where they were, like, concerned that, like, well, we can't take this song out or we can't shorten this. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it loses the context of what, what the whole play is. And so. Yeah. I guess we're going with two movies. Yeah. Until it's three. Yeah. So I just have on my list to make sure I see the play before the movies come out. Which, like you said, there's probably plenty of time. All and right. And Wicked is a prequel, right, to The Wizard of Oz? I actually don't know. Oh. I think it's supposed to be about the witch who's evil in the movie, right? I guess that tracks. Before she's evil? And it's like what makes her evil? Possibly. I think. Sure. You seem to know more about it than I do. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I could just be like... Making it up. This is in my head and that's what it was my whole life. It sounds good, so it could be. Wasn't Mia Kunis... Mila Kunis? Mila Kunis. Wasn't she like... In Wicked or something, or I have no idea. Am I thinking of the right thing? Um, I feel Kristen like Kristen Chenoweth a, was. I feel like she was like tied to something Wicked. Oh wait, she was in that movie. She was in the movie. Yeah, the Oz. Oh, she was the witch. Yes. Okay, that's yeah, what yeah. I was thinking. I was like, what was that? Great and Powerful Oz or something like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, was it Tim Burton? Good question. No, it was the Great and Powerful Oz. You idiot. <laughs> Or Oz the Great and Powerful, whatever. Yeah. Sam Raimi. Oh, yeah, okay. The other other guy. I guess that makes sense in retrospect. The other kooky director. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Uh, Here's my bad. It's bad. Very bad. You know it. (laughs) Apple TV had a price increase as of the 24th of October. Yeah, of course we find out after the 24th. Yeah, like how did we... Whatever. Yeah, I'm not going to get into that. Um, so Apple TV Plus is now six ninety nine a month and was previously four ninety nine a month. Mm. Apple Music is now ten ninety nine a month and was previously nine ninety nine a month. And Apple One, I don't know what that is. It's like a bundle of all their other things. Oh, like okay. I'm assuming just those two. Okay. Um, Apple One is sixteen ninety five a month and was previously fourteen ninety five a month. So inflation is apparently causing them to charge more for things that don't actually cost more to provide. So in a way, it's better to have the bundle than one of them separately because you're only going up the $2 all around versus, you know what I mean? But I it's don't... Essentially, it's like going up $1 per service versus if you had just each one... You're yeah. going up two dollars. That makes sense. I mean, in in like the, the context of if you were to care to have both services, right? Anyways, 
Um, okay, Apple One is a subscription which bundles a number of premium services. All three services or all three tiers of the service give access to Apple Music, Apple TV Plus, Apple Arcade, and iCloud storage. Okay, so yeah, it is probably a better deal to do the combo thing if you're already going to be using music. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's tailored to people that use all Apple products. Right, which explains. We have a laptop and an iPod. That's about it. Yeah. So So that's a real bummer. Um, maybe one day they'll offer a trial and we can actually get well, Apple they usually, Plus I again. Well, they usually, I mean, I don't, I mean that's going to change now because they're raising the price. But, I mean, we were getting... Like PS5, we were able to get like a, it was like what three months or something. Yes. Uh, trial and then I think I got and then like I think one of the TVs gave us a trial for like a month and I got a six month one from like the Target. Yeah, situation yeah. like we get well. random. Yeah. And I think Target's done that multiple times. It wasn't just one time. That's true. Eventually, we're gonna run out of emails though. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> we'll just have to keep making new ones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> it's a... gonna be like. Apple TV Plus trial number seven <laughs> at gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> How many so, can we go? Now it's closer in price to, I guess. Like Hulu? Hulu, yeah, I think. I mean, Apple TV Plus is like, it's got good stuff. It's it not does. like they don't have much. I mean, th- there was a while where they didn't have a whole lot of yeah. good Like, they didn't have a lot of stuff. They had good stuff, but it wasn't a lot. Now they're starting to stack their catalog up, and yeah, they definitely can be worth it. At, at least as a seasonal service, it's absolutely worth. I would say that price. I still think it's bullshit that they're raising the prices for something unnecessarily, though. In my opinion, everybody's fucking raising prices. They're like, oh, yeah. inflation. Let's raise prices. Well, that's not going to help inflation. Yeah, I mean, we're, <laughs> it's ironic because everyone's saying that they can't afford things because. Of the pandemic that's yeah. affected them in the yeah. last couple of years. Yeah. Yet, everything seems to be getting more expensive. Mm-hmm. So, if you want consumers to buy your shit, why are you raising prices? Because yeah, I get the logic is you have to make up for what you've lost over the years. Yes. And distribution is like probably like more expensive now. But like we're, we're going to talk about that stuff too with, I think, Xbox later on. Like PlayStation did it last episode I think they went up mm-hmm. in price 50 bucks for a console and yeah it's weird yeah all right well and lastly i um we're gonna i'm gonna save my ugly for a little bit later we're gonna talk a little bit more in depth about it so mm, okay yeah so ugly you don't even want to talk about it right now huh yeah it's upsetting okay all right uh well let's do some trailer talk we do have a trailer to discuss briefly Guardians of the Galaxy is getting a special presentation, uh, holiday special. Mm-hmm. Dropping on Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, I think this was leaked by somebody. Oh, okay. Because that's where I saw it on Twitter. Okay. Somebody was like, I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for this, but fuck it. And then they put this trailer out. <laughs> okay. And, like, I didn't know who they were. Like, they didn't seem like there were anybody that was associated with the project. Yeah. Um... And the next thing I know, it's out there, like, officially that same day, a okay. little bit later. So I'm thinking that's what happened. Okay. Got it. <laughs> or or they knew it was going to be dropping that day, and they just dropped it shortly before. Right. To try and get the uh, traction for it. Okay. Um, But yeah, so it seems like it's just going to be some kind of, like, 
nonsense little yeah one-off thing before we get the movie next year, right? Right. It seems like the general plot is it's going to be Christmas soon. Peter Quill's very depressed, and then the rest of the team decides to take him to Earth um, and give him a nice Christmas celebration, which includes Kevin Bacon. <laughs> so do you think it's going to take place before or after Thor? I guess it would have to be after, It would after, have to be right? after, yeah. Unless that's like a surprise as we see Thor in there, or it's like a he's out doing something else. I don't know. It, yeah, it's probably after, just yeah. for simplicity yeah. of narration. Yeah. Um, what I thought was interesting was they had Cosmo yes. in the trailer for this, and I was kind of surprised to see that because I thought that would be something you'd want to introduce in the movie. Yeah. With that character which does beg the question are they going to introduce somebody bigger but it's like a holiday special so maybe it's not that big of a deal to maybe them. it's just their way of like lightly introducing the character so that people are more familiar when the movie comes out and they don't yeah. have to do that kind of legwork in the movie right but that's a gamble too that people have seen the holiday special yeah that goes to the movie because it's you know it, yeah there's a lot of people on disney plus but like not everybody you know, there's there's casuals that just see certain movies still. True. You know, they're, they're trying to tie it all together. But, like, the reality is they kind of give you those those quick summaries in their movies when they need you to know something. Yeah, I'm sure they'll do something quick and easy for Cosmo and the special. But, I don't know. Seemed fun, though. Yeah. So, and my another, another question I have, then, is so does this... Should we expect Kevin Bacon to be taking on a role... In the Marvel Universe at a later date. That's what I was wondering. But, like, he's himself. So. I know. And, like, that's the weird thing. Because it's, like, such a meta yeah. thing. So, like, it's, like, the Marvel... I guess we've kind of had this in references. But, like, I guess, like, the Marvel Universe is, like, now, like, feels like it's more real right. for us. Because, yeah. like, we're seeing actors who exist in the Marvel Universe. Play themselves. As themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Which then is kind of like this weird thing of like, well, what about like the actor Robert Downey Jr. And yeah, like, yeah, exactly. But um, I don't know. It just like it just feels like these actors do multiple projects once they kind of start jumping in with stuff. And so like I'm curious if we will see Kevin Bacon in a role at a later date. And this is just kind of like him doing something else like with them for fun. Yeah. As part of, like, the, the contract or something. I don't know. I don't know. That's a really good question. It would be fun to see. I don't know who mm. he would play, though. Well, we we know he was in X-Men, was it First Class? Was that the movie he was in? He, he wasn't Magneto, but he was, like, the guy who yeah. Magneto, like, wanted revenge on. And right, that's right. where he got his helmet in that storyline. Yes. Yeah. I don't remember what his name was. But, like, so he's technically in the MCU in that sense. If they count those as canon, which I guess they would if Wolverine is in the MCU now. Yep. It gets messy. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. This looks like it's going to be fun. Yeah. We didn't get a whole lot. It's, no. It's it just seems a... like it's just kind of like a, let's see Drax and Mantis and Rocket doing like silly shit on Earth. And yeah, like just getting a bunch walking of, down the street. Uh, shock reactions from, you know, the common people who see right. them. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be a fun a fun watch. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for for that trailer talk. Don't forget to check out our Ant-Man 
and the Wasp Quantumania Breakdown, if you haven't checked that out. Yes. We have it in our last episode, but it's also a separate episode if you want to just listen to just that. Okay. A lot shorter, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> All right, let's get into our news. I kind of feel like I should have done like a, this is DC, this is the DC corner or something. Yeah. Because there's a lot of DC news this week. Yeah. So, quick news. DCEU Chief and DC Films President Walter Hermata has left WB Discovery after 15 years. Uh, in his place, James Gunn and Peter Safran are going to co-lead the new reformatted DCU. Hmm. What is DCU versus DCEU? Are they dropped the, I think they, they just, just dropped, dropped the, e. the E because they wanted to sound more like MCU? I mean, it just sounds like the new ownership wants to... I would assume make a difference between them and what the DCEU was, That's right? Fair. It's also, like a, it's a soft reboot to an yeah. extent. Also, so, DCEU is really annoying to say. Yeah, it's like because yeah. <laughs> I got nowhere to be today. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess it makes sense, but it is suspiciously yeah. similar. Well, but they've also said that they wanted to do a format similar to the MCU, like. True. Openly, right? They've said that. So That's true. I mean, it sounds like we're pretty much going to get a copy of what the early phases of the MCU was. If it's anything near... Like, I mean, I, I support that if it's good. Yeah. I mean, they come out with... I mean, we've seen some good movies, so yeah. they can just kind of keep that... It doesn't have to be every movie, right? Every mm-hmm. character doesn't have to have a great movie. It's mm-hmm. just give us something excited for the next one. Yeah. You know, obviously we want to see the... The, the Justice League t- thing, but, you know, let's let's make it less dramatic this time. Yeah. When I say dramatic, I mean, like, the filming, not yeah. the movie itself. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, this is kind of big news, right? Mm-hmm. James Gunn is essentially the lead. He looks like he's the creative, mm-hmm. whereas Peter Safran is going to be, I assume, the business side of it all. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I mean, basically, James Gunn sounds like he's the Kevin Feige now for DC, right? This is quite a turn of events. It was like wrestling. Yeah. So also... <laughs> Betrayed does, does, by by your tag team partner. Does this mean that... Like, that means we're not going to be able to see any more Marvel with James Gunn in it? Like, that's kind of what that means, right? Um. Well, we probably weren't going to anyways, right? Okay. Like, it kind of seemed like Guardians 3 was his last with Marvel. Let's not forget what happened. He got yeah. fired yeah. for... A 10 year old tweet right Right, that's true man i'm just it's, it's gonna be stressful because just yeah. in 10 years just imagine yeah dc wb they're gonna fire him again yeah or something after, he they, said today. after they find out he was fired from disney for old tweet yeah that he said yeah you know and it's it's gonna happen again mm-hmm. it's a shame <laughs> so is there drama about this like uh like no okay um i mean so I, he put out a tweet like, uh, uh, I, I don't have the exact quote, but James Gunn said that he he told Kevin Feige first out of anybody when he oh, got okay. the job uh, with with WB to, to run DC. And there was actually like rumors that Kevin Feige was even like approached really? by WB to take over. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, imagine how big that fucking dump truck must have been filled with yeah. money, right? right? Yeah. To get him to leave Marvel, that would be insane. Yeah. That would be a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so James Gunn has it. And he said that he told Kevin Feige and like he was really excited. Like I, I think they have a good relationship still. I think it's him and Disney that aren't 
on good terms. Oh. I don't think it's necessarily Marvel itself because like okay. obviously Marvel doesn't have a say in all the right the decision making of firing people. Mm-hmm. But Kevin Feige was asked during the Wakanda Forever premiere about his you know reaction to the news Mm -hmm. he said well he's got a lot of work to do for marvel between now and may which he is well aware of but after that i'll be first in line to see anything he does that's nice so yeah it sounds like they have like a positive relationship still yeah that's always good yeah it it felt like it was just a matter of time before james gunn was a bigger role for dc when we saw suicide squad and then peacemaker true and like both were a success. Like it just feels like you kind of were just waiting for the announcement at that point. Yeah. That he was going to be a bigger role. That's true. So everyone's really expecting the Superman movie, right? But here's the thing. Like I'm kind of like, do I want a Superman movie by James Gunn? Yeah. Because I feel like, I don't know if his style works with that character. That's a good question. For, I don't know. For me, I feel like it might not work well. You yeah, want, you definitely. don't want to make the character too cartoony. Right. It could be... It definitely would be different. <laughs> so on that topic, and this I believe was your ugly yeah. for the week. Yeah. Let us have it. Well, okay. So one one part of it is not ugly, but other part is. Okay, so Henry Cavill is returning to the role of Clark Kent and Superman in the DCU with... Uh, much more joyful version of the character apparently which is cool i was very excited about that awesome Mm -hmm. woo yeah um he announced i think this is on one of his social medias i think it was instagram yeah he had a video i'm sure it was probably on all of them but yeah he put up a video um he said i wanted to make it official that i'm back as superman and the image you see on this post and what you saw in black adam are very a very small taste of things to come i wanted to thank you most of all Thank you for your support and thank you for your patience. I promise it will be rewarded. So, here's where it gets ugly. He will be leaving Netflix's The Witcher after season three. And that's very sad. Mm-hmm. Liam, but you get season three. I do. Yeah. Yeah. We get season three. But I just think it's going to be really interesting to see how they can move forward. Because everybody's just like, that's him. That's He's the character mm-hmm. now. Like, Well, it kind of felt like, too, the show only existed because he was such a fan. And, and he pushed for it, it to done. happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Liam Hemsworth will be taking over the role of Geralt and in season four. So there's a lot of problems with that. <laughs> Number one, Liam's got a lot of bulking up to do. Yeah, they're going to have to explain why, why <laughs> Geralt... Geralt. Geralt. Yeah. <laughs> is half the size. Yes. As he used to be. Yeah. Not that I have a problem. He took a potion. Yeah. Or he got cursed. Yeah. One of his, one of his, con- <laughs> con- uh, one of his decoctions, like, took away half his body. Yeah. Um. No, I don't have a problem with Liam Hemsworth. I think he's pretty decent. Like, there's no, there, it's, it's fine. But, mm. like, there's some big fucking shoes to fill. Netflix, I have a fix for this. <laughs> you picked the wrong... Liam. <laughs> oh yeah. You picked the wrong Liam, but it's not too late. Okay. What it... we can th- we can throw Hemsworth out. Okay. We need Liam Neeson. Okay, so we could do a time jump. They like time jumps. Way in the future, and Liam Neeson could play Geralt like a lot older. Is that what you're going with? I mean, I don't care about. You don't have to say he's a different age. I oh, don't okay. Give a fuck. Okay. I'm just saying 
he's the perfect role. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You get Siri kidnapped. Yes, that's true. And then he's going to have a certain set of skills that are needed to go get her back. Yeah, that's a good point. That does fit quite well. Just seems like a no-brainer. I agree. So there's actually some discussion. There's quite a bit of discussion online about this amongst Witcher fans. Um, A lot of the senses I've seen is like, I guess I'll stop watching it after season three. Yeah. A lot of people are like really mad about it. Yeah. Um, There's been some discussion as to the fact like it could be people are pointing to the fact that there's conspiracy theories about how they the the showrunners aren't sticking with source material and he got tired of it and he wanted to stick more to like the the books and the games as the like canon Mm -hmm. like stories well there might be more to that um do i have it here so uh, a former executive producer of the show the Uh, witcher oh yeah that's here yeah oh that is here yeah okay so former producer Bo DeMeo uh, was in a Q&A because he's a part of the new Disney Plus series mm-hmm. for the X-Men show, the, the X-Men 97 animated show. Okay. Uh, so he was in a Q&A on, like, I think Instagram or something, some social media thing, ta- talking, answering questions. Uh, and the topic came up of him wanting to make sure that the people that they hire for this project... That they had to be a fan of the X-Men animated series. That's reasonable. Uh, And his reasoning was, I've been on shows, namely Witcher, where some of the writers were not or actively disliked the books and games, even actively mocking the source material. Oh. Uh, it's It's a recipe for disaster and a bad morale. Fandom as a litmus test checks egos and makes all the long nights worth it. You have to respect the work before you are allowed to add its legacy. Huh. So there could be some weight to the room, yes. fear, like rumors it and, could and be discussions. Because, I mean, when I've watched uh, Henry Cavill talk about, like, The Witcher and yeah. stuff on, like, interviews and stuff, like, it seems like he's a real passionate he's fan like of the series. He's, like, a hardcore fan. Like, he was talking about how much he used to play the games yes. and read the books and, yeah. like... He, it's not just like a paycheck for him. No, like he's he like a total nerd knows about it. Yeah, the source material. Yes, and so I could see that being a problem where mm-hmm. he created this, essentially got this show running, mm-hmm. and then they bring in writers who are like, well, I want to do this thing different. Even want to do it correctly. Yeah, because they've already done some interesting things with the source material. Not so much that I haven't enjoyed it, but um, like I don't know the differences. Well, anyway, the point is, I'm really fucking mad that he's leaving. But if mm-hmm. that's why, then I get it. If it's just so he could go do another thing, that makes me more sad. But, like, if it's because they're refusing to, like, honor the source material, then that is totally fair. Well, there's probably, like, a bunch to it. Like, I don't know yeah. how scheduling works, but like, I would imagine that they could have found a way to, like, do both projects Yeah, still. exactly. He's done Worst big projects. Scenario, especially the... if they really, you know, it sounds like... Dwayne Johnson really wanted him to get in, back into the DCU. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm sure they could have figured out a way to do it if yeah. they really needed to. But, like, there could be more to it where, like you said, maybe he was having issues with the way that the the writing was being done. and Yeah. And it wasn't going well. This came along and, and made it easier to, to leave, I guess. Yeah. But he's endorsed Liam uh, Hemsworth. Not... 
Not Neeson. Neeson but he hasn't heard the idea. He probably would endorse that. Yeah. I would imagine. <laughs> I mean, you just let him know that he has a particular set of skills, and he's like, oh, well, yeah. I... But back to the probably most likely considered the bigger story here is that he is returning as Superman. How do you feel about that? Are you Were you expecting it? Um, I wouldn't say I was expecting it, but I was really hoping he was going to be coming back. It didn't look like it with the the direction that the DCEU was going, mm-hmm. but once the merger was happening, I kind of was like in my head clicking like, this does open up the opportunity that we could see mm-hmm. uh, him back. We could see Ben Affleck come back. Like maybe they will try to write those issues. Yeah. Uh, for whatever reason, if they you know they already have these arguably big name actors, mm-hmm. you know, like why would you not want to keep them? Yeah. I was I was really hoping, and so I'm I'm actually very excited to see that he's going to be back, and yeah. it sounds like they're going to try to make it a little bit more uh, the classical tone of Superman. Yeah, I think that knowing or thinking about them potentially trying to kind of, for lack of a better way to describe it, redo Superman with the same character, but like I think that's a good idea if they can do the more traditional Clark Kent, where he's kind of like this, like. I don't know. I don't want to say dopey, but like kind of just like naive and like he's oblivious. Yeah. It, I mean, that's an act, right? It's. I mean, yeah, but like he's still kind of, I don't know. It, there's a specific way that Clark Kent's character is in all the other. Clumsy. Yeah, that's definitely I mean, an he's act. He's clumsy. Yeah. Yeah. There's different things that are character, character traits of Clark Kent that people think of that didn't happen with this version of Superman. So I think it might be interesting to see him go that direction if that if this is I mean, an opportunity yeah, this one to was do a that. Very, like hipster, I hate the world, Superman. Yeah. From what I remember. I only saw the movie once. Yeah. <laughs> well, The Man of Steel is what I'm talking about. Right, right, right. But yeah. like, I don't recall hating the movie. It just like it was a different take for sure yes it just wasn't your it wasn't what we historically have seen with the character mm. I, i've been wanting to go back and watch it actually so i yes. guess this is the perfect reason to it is yeah to, so where do you think they would go with like uh a man of steel too right i it, i imagine that's like the selling point was he needed to have a solo film and not show up in somebody else's film for right. one minute or you yeah. know 10 minutes right right i I would say brainiac but i feel like that's just like that's too big Mm -hmm. to do like i feel like that might be more of a justice league type setup Mm -hmm. to have brainiac be like the the threat in that because yeah it's a superman villain but like right i feel like they could do a lot more with that as a justice league story since it's such a bigger scope right I'm kind of I'm looking up uh, Superman villains because I'm trying to figure out who would be a good one for them to do. Like they already did um, Zod. They just Zod. I'm assuming that's yeah. all canon still. Yeah, I would imagine. What about um, Doomsday? I mean, they they kind of already did Doomsday though, right? Like again, is that stuff canon or is it going to be kind of like forgotten? Okay. Doomsday was in Batman vs Superman technically. Well. It wasn't officially Doomsday, but it was the concept of Doomsday. Okay. I don't think they ever officially called him Doomsday, though. Okay. But they also 
you know. That's true, yeah. They blew their load killing Superman <laughs> yeah. against him, which was a doomsday yeah. move, right? So, yeah. Um, oh, man. Those are like the... It was just going to be Lex Luthor, do you think? Like, could just yeah, be... it could just go back to, like... No, see, I feel like they can't use Lex as, like, a direct villain. Like, he has to be, like, in the background moving chess pieces, right? That's like, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It He's just wouldn't be, like... be realistic to have him be, like... I don't know. Like, because if you're going to put him in, like, an exosuit and then fight Superman, then he's got to, like, go to prison after, right? Yeah. It, he can't be like, oh, I'm running for president and stuff like that, you know? Like, yeah. It's just, yeah. like, they need to set him up to be that role where he's going to be actually fighting Superman. Yeah. Okay, so the according to the DC wiki or whatever, the arch villains, all we have are Lex Luthor, Brainiac, General Zod, Darkseid, and Doomsday. So... There's, I'm trying to think what his name is. It starts with an M. Mr. Mrs. Bicklick or whatever? Or Metallo? Metallo, that's what I was thinking of. He's basically got kryptonite in his chest. Yeah. He was like an android or some shit. He was like a guy who was turned into a robot. Yeah. And then he has... Stuff. He's like a cyborg, maybe. I don't know. I mean, they could do... I don't know if they would do it. Uh, Bizarro, is that his name? Bizarro, yeah. That's also the, an option. Yeah. They're actually using that character in the um, the current TV show on CW. And they actually kind of did an interesting concept with that character. I don't think it's like anything I've seen before mm-hmm. where it's basically just Superman from a different dimension instead of like a oh yeah deformed clone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It'll be really interesting to see what they choose for where they're going with this kind of soft reboot thing mm. that they're doing because they really you think they'd really want to focus on superman being the like the charming right hero yeah. of this movie right so yeah. like nothing crazy big story-wise yeah. just true set him up as like we all love him again right and then yeah get everybody back there. on his side yeah. yeah yeah exactly i think they need to like double down though mm-hmm. i want to see superman with a mustache. Like, just embrace having a mustache. Yeah. Just because it was such just a thing. Just because they can. Yeah. At the very least, they should have, like, Clark Kent have a mustache. Yeah. And then he just takes it <laughs> off takes when it he's off. Superman. Yeah. It's just like a stick-on mustache. It's a stick-on mustache. I mean, I'm, I'm for it. <laughs> or at least, like, maybe Clark Kent's going, like, trying to get a story or something. And so mm-hmm. he puts on a mustache that looks just like the one. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're giving them ideas. It's up yeah. to them to use them and Hopefully take advantage of it. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Uh, Joker 2. Uh, what's it called? It's Joker Fully Ado. Yes. It's been confirmed that it will be remaining outside of James Gunn's DCU. Uh, like, future universe. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, like... I don't feel like that was a question. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't know who was asking it, but I guess it had to be clarified. Yeah. Which also mean like, same with the Batman, right? I assume is also not a part of the universe because right. I I never expected that to be considered it. Yeah. But I will be interested to see if they try to like make it like him younger, and then it's the same character. Hmm. I don't know if they're gonna try and do that, but it would be kind of confusing to do that with the the time frame. And all that stuff. 
Yeah. Because, like, they have, like, cell phones mm-hmm. in the Batman. And they right. wouldn't. <laughs> right. All right. Um, speaking of the Batman, the spinoff GCPD is still in development, apparently. Uh, it has split into two different series. So we will be getting an Arkham Asylum series, uh, which is also in production with executive producer and writer Antonio Campos. Uh, this is via Variety. Well, we're getting the GCPD and then also an Arkham Asylum series. So it'll be two different things. Okay. Um, which kind of makes sense because I feel like there was at one point they, they, they talked about how like it was evolving into like something else. And yeah. It was like, there was some like haunted yeah narrative and with it, was it like, at that's some point. nothing to do with GCPD. Yeah, so I was really so, confused by that. So it's probably they're like, let's just make two different shows. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, the original idea is just gone. Yeah. <laughs> It's a cop, but he's also a ghost. Yeah. (laughs) We'll call it Ghost Cop. Yeah. Police Department. (laughs) All right. Green Lantern series. This Did you even remember this was in existence? No. I completely forgot about this thing. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot entirely. So it's going to be on HBO Max, uh, but it's lost the co-writer and showrunner Seth Graham Smith. Uh, Apparently, he was also at one point... A part of the Flash film as director. Oh, okay. And he he left that project. Okay. So surprise, surprise. <laughs> apparently. Yeah. I think we'll see him on a third project for DC. Maybe. <laughs> uh, so I guess this may be tied to why he left. Even. Uh, also, the series is no longer going to be focused on Guy Gardner or Alan Scott. Instead, they're going to focus the series on John Stewart. As Green Lantern. From The Daily Show? Yeah, from Daily Show. Okay, good. Uh, they're, like bringing, they're bringing them back to television. Okay, that makes sense. They're going to turn it into like a like a news, like a trending news <laughs> daily show. Okay. Where the Green Lantern just like kind of gives you like information about yeah. politics and stuff in outer space. I'd watch it. That's <laughs> <laughs> kind of, it just reminds you oh, of uh, Space Ghost. Space Ghost. Yeah. Coast to Coast. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean the biggest news here is that like I was reminded that the the series even exists. Yeah. <laughs> Still. Yeah. I kind of I'm not shocked though that we're getting John Stewart as the Green Lantern because like I feel like this Green Lantern I would say at this point. Okay. The more like relevant I guess mm-hmm. Green Lantern. All right. Well, that's all of our DC news for this week. Okay. Very different week. Usually we don't have much about DC. Yeah. So I was really excited to see there's a lot. Yeah. Uh, but moving on, Disney Plus will become the new home of Doctor Who outside the UK. Okay. Now, it's not going to be anytime soon, though. Uh, it won't take effect until November of next year. So 2023. So oh. we have about a year. Okay. Until uh, this happens. But it's going to be something that they do for the 60th anniversary of the series. So in the meantime, for anybody who wants to watch the Doctor Who... It is on HBO Max. 13 seasons of it. That's one of those shows that I've always thought I should get into. But again... I'm the same way. It's like, it's so far gone. I've (laughs) only seen one... I've seen two episodes. I saw one back in the day. And then we watched one together. When (laughs) my brother was watching it. Mm -hmm. And it was like a Doctor Who... The, the, the actor was somebody who... He was the guy that was uh, the dark elf in Thor, the Dark World. I can't remember his name. That actor. Okay. 
It was when he was the Doctor Who guy. Okay. I saw an episode, and that was like a weird ass thing. And then I saw one that was like during the Christmas time where these like snowmen were like attacking a town. <laughs> I feel like you and I watched an episode, but I have no memory of it. Yeah, um, I don't either. I feel like we tried to start watching it at some point when it was on some other mm. service date like years ago. And then we watched one episode and we never oh, touched it you again. Know, it was probably on Netflix. I think they were on Netflix for a yeah. little bit, right? The earlier ones? Maybe. Yeah, they were. At least I think they were. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it, it I agree. It's one of those shows where like I want to get into it, but like I haven't yet. So I don't know. Like yeah. Maybe it will never happen, but I want to keep the dream alive, you know? Yeah, for sure. All right. Deadline reports that a series is in development that will focus on Paul Bettany's vision for Disney Plus, and it will be called Vision Quest, which is an interesting title because there is an animated Avengers show. I think it's called Vision Quest, mm-hmm. and it has to do with Black Panther as like the main character. Yeah, because like and Vision it's about him like doing his like doing some communing quest. with yeah 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 vision quest is like a thing amongst like tri some tribal cultures or whatever mm-hmm. it's like a rite of passage or something so it's a little bit surprising of a name but i guess it makes mm-hmm. sense with his name it's yeah. literally vision and reports are that some people in marvel are calling it white vision project okay I, yeah i guess it doesn't really matter but yeah the more you know yeah and it will potentially feature elizabeth olsen as wanda maximoff i mean i would imagine uh, of course right yeah <laughs> she would I'm have sure to be it would, it would least... need to be some kind of like continuation of the events of wandavision yeah like based off what happened there we know that she's contracted to do more stuff now mm-hmm. there's talks of her having her own movie like of course she's going to be tied to something with him yeah yeah i'm all for it all right, and last in our news, Tobin Bell will return for the next Saw film as John Kramer slash Jigsaw. Okay. This is expected in theaters October 27th of next year. It's a very confusing thing that he's a cast, so it's either going to be flashbacks or it's a prequel hmm. where he's going to look a lot older yeah. than he did before. <laughs> yeah. Because he be dead, hmm. as far as we know. Spoilers. I guess you should have saw it when it came out. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> and if anyone wants to catch up on the whole series, it is on Hulu currently. Yes. So you could watch all those movies. Well, not yet, but it will be in a couple of days. Oh. Yeah. Oh, on the sorry. Second. Yeah. On the second. Yeah. You can't watch them right By now. By the time we listen to this episode, it's probably there. <laughs> okay. All right, let's uh, talk about some of our reviews. So here's how our rating system works. If we hated something, we'll burn it. If it was just okay or we're neutral, we're going to slice it. If we absolutely love the shit out of it, we're going to dissect it. And if all of us dissect it, we're, we're DTF. DTF. I actually forgot we say that together. I was yeah. like, why is she saying this? Why yeah. am I saying it? It's been a while. I, like, it's been a while since remember. I've had, had to say this thing. Yeah, I started to say it and then I like kind of panicked because I got like an idea from you that it was yeah. like I shouldn't be saying. Yeah, it. Oh, did I give the, like? You gave me kind I of a vibe. Like, who like the fuck are you? Yeah, I like, kind of got like, a, oh, am I not supposed to say that? <laughs> but I was like, I'm already committed. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, it worked out. Yeah, this time. We figured out what was going on. Yeah. But it was close. Yeah. 
All right. Well, in Halloween fashion, <laughs> we watched Love is Blind season it, three. Yep. Because it is a horror of a train wreck. It really is. For some of these people. Yeah. Season three came out on October 19th. And for anybody who's unaware, this is a reality show where couples, air quotes, <laughs> date... <laughs> um, in these things they call pods. Basically, there's two rooms across from each other and there's a partition between, so you can't see the person that you're quote-unquote dating. Um, and then you have to in- propose to that person or someone. Like well, you, you date don't multiple. have to. No, no, no. So what I'm saying is there, there's multiple people that you date across it no, without seeing them, and then you're supposed to pr- propose to someone by the end of whatever number of days. Yeah. And then the people that do get proposed to, they go do some like weird joint honeymoon type of situation, <laughs> mm-hmm. but so they're they not can, married so yet. So they can stir the drama. So they can stir the drama, yeah. Um, and get them to talk about like the other people that they were dating at the same time and get yeah. them all jealous and angry. Yeah. And, and you know, someday somebody's going to get murdered on the show. Oh, 100%. Um, and then well, so they, nice they spend time together and then they go back and they live together like while they're doing their real life stuff yeah. and then they're supposed to get married. Yeah, it all takes place over like four weeks. Yeah, it's like a very small, short period of time. It's essentially like a f- even faster 90 day fiance, I guess. Yes. But like they throw in like the real world drama. Yes. I love the idea of this, like how you're basically dating based off your interactions and personality. Yes. And, like, I love that aspect of it. But then, like, they throw this whole reality show thing. Yeah. The, like, the initial idea is really cool. Yeah. Removing the physical, um, like, it's impossible to remove that from your dating scheme yeah. unless you do it this way. <laughs> like, I feel like even if, if you just took out the whole, like, them being in a group, always interacting with, like, the people they did date but didn't yes. end up with. Mm-hmm. If you took that out, I think you would still have just as much... I guess drama yeah. through them like not knowing each other that well yeah. and trying to like learn how each other lives and right yeah definitely like, like getting to know each other and stuff past the like pod section of the show yeah but you so. add in that drama of like oh well I almost proposed to that girl and she's hot yeah like it's just ridiculous mm. <laughs> it's definitely one of those shows that's like uh, what do they call that guilty, guilty pleasure yeah. Definitely. This and Teen Mom are my things, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's easy to, like, kind of throw on and not, like, pay 100% attention to yeah. as well, so. I don't know if you caught on, too. There was a person on there who was a ballerina. <laughs> yeah, she mentioned it every five minutes. Yeah. I, I would did. say seconds. I did catch on. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's, you know, it's stupid fun. I It's... Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's a large slice for me. It's just like... Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's clearly they're all like in Chicago or something. Because like they're like supposed to be living their lives, but like they all seem to be like around each other. So I, I assume they're all from Chicago. I think they're all from... I think when they cast the show, they choose like one big city to like do it from, I think. That's my guess. Because mm. otherwise it wouldn't make no sense. Because you couldn't like pair somebody from New York and... Los yeah, Angeles. Yeah, like the thing is, like, the whole idea is, like, well, you'd have to, like, have the expectation that they're going to, like, someone's going to move yeah. across the country if yeah. that's the case. So, exactly. I don't know. It's fun. Yeah. It's, it's a large slice for me. Uh, yeah, I'd say it's a large slice for me, too, just because it's really not, it doesn't take up a lot of brain space, and it's mm-hmm. nice to just kind of, like, relax 
and mm. watch how judge chaotic these people are and judge the shit out of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Idiot. As you're eating your potato chips on the couch. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Solar Opposites. We watched this Halloween special on Hulu. It's just a one-off thing. I guess I guess you consider it just like another episode that they just released later. It's... Yeah, it's like a slightly longer <laughs> version of an episode that's themed around Halloween. Yeah, and it was good. Yeah, it was fun. They had a <laughs> yeah. It, it felt like the same caliber as the uh, like Christmas special or whatever they did yes. earlier last year, and like ah, it, it's fun. It it was yeah. So this it is was, what it was a slice it for me. It a, was but I have a fun fact for you that what? I wasn't gonna tell you earlier, but then I was like, oh, I'm gonna wait and tell you on the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a crypt keeper as one of the things in the episode. Did you know that the actor who voiced that crypt keeper is the original crypt keeper voice from Tales of the Crypt? The one that did the all of the puns? Yes. I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> I did think it like kind of sounded familiar, but I didn't really think too hard about it. Mm. But when I was like looking up something about yeah. this, it's the original guy. I, I was trying to find also, his name. I think they cast him too as uh, the king in uh, House of Dragons, the Game of Thrones show that we just saw. Okay. Like when- you had me thinking like, oh, wait, did they? Yeah. John Casser, the guy who voiced the Crypt Keeper in Tales from the Crypt, mm. also voiced the Crypt Keeper in this. That's crazy. He's still around yeah how old is he uh since he was really young he's he actually it. not as old as i thought he so was, he was gonna be. like he's only 65 he okay so he was uh, he must have been really young it. yeah huh. yeah yeah fun so that's like a that's like a thing i feel like has kind of been lost in the world is the tales from the crypt yeah definitely i'd like to see that come back yeah that would be i'd be down with that yeah um it's also a large slice for me Okay. Now that I've given you my fun fact. <laughs> I like how our review was more about just Tales on the Crypt than it was about uh, Solar Opposites. It was good. I mean, if you it's like more Solar the Opposites, it's then more you the like same. it. Yeah. yeah, it's not It's not really anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so we also watched... Who, um, we also watched Hocus Pocus 2. Hocus <laughs> Pocus. Hocus Pocus The second. Two. two. Uh, this, um, obviously dropped on Disney Plus September 30th. It was directed by Anne Fletcher with a screenplay by Jen D'Angelo. Um, and then all the, you know, there's the main, a lot of the cast returns, the main three witches, obviously. Mm. Um, and it was a sequel. Was it Beth Midler? Beth Midler. Beth Midler. Yeah. It's not Beth, it's Beth. No, it's Beth. You want to bet on it? Yeah, I do. Or do you want to Beth on it? I want to bet on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just like one day we were like, I, you wanted to watch something like kind of like Halloween themed, and I was like, well, I know you're not gonna like this, but <laughs> I instantly knew what yeah. you were gonna pick. Yeah. I was like, oh god. I was like, I, I. So here's the thing: I liked the original Hocus Pocus, but and I knew I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking this is going to be good per se, mm-hmm. but I was like, I feel like I need to watch it. Yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> I, that was kind of like my mindset was like, I know I'm going to watch this at some point. Yeah. Just because of like the nostalgia of the first movie. Yes. But like, I also was never a big fan of the first movie. I mm. feel like it wasn't my thing. Mm. I don't know. I thought it was overrated. I wasn't like obsessed with it, but I did enjoy uh-huh. it. Yeah. I like the witches better. 
this movie I felt like was completely unnecessary. But oh, yeah. like I feel like it got the job done for people that like wanted their fix of more hocus pocus. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It was it was kind clearly of... a much smaller scale story and Yeah. It was a little interesting because there there definitely was more like musical aspects to yeah. this. Yeah, so was that a thing in the first one? I don't remember I don't there remember. being a lot of singing in the first one. <laughs> I don't one. remember that being a thing There in the might first have been one. a song, but like I don't remember it being like they just break out in song randomly. I don't remember that, that happening either. I don't think it did. Okay. So the only thing I can think of is because Bette Midler is known for being a singer, I don't know if that was okay. like I whatever. don't know. Anyway, um... So yeah, it was. There's not. There's not necessary. It's not necessary to get too deep into it, but like. It well, was... okay. Here's the thing: was they started the movie with an interesting idea, mm-hmm. and I was actually like really. It was like so. Like it started with them basically being young, mm-hmm. like kids. Yeah. And it was like, oh, it's like a cool origin mm-hmm. thing that we're gonna get into, like yeah. their backstory, and then it goes into like how they got their powers and all this stuff, mm-hmm. right, or whatever. They got into witchcraft, and then yes. like. I was interested in that point, and then it just like completely deviated to another story, and mm-hmm. it was just like none of that felt like it was relevant to the story. Like they had this like witch that they met, mm-hmm. and it was like oh, like in my head, this witch is going to be like maybe the antagonist, and like they're going right. to be like the anti-heroes i guess if you will yeah having to like i don't know i had this whole fantasy story yeah made you made up the whole plot to a movie and then before... the movie was just like very disappointing after yeah. that yeah and it just seemed like a missed opportunity not to use that character in the plot beyond like the intro true yeah um, i part of me wonders if they're setting her up to be some kind of like disney plus series situation later if they if they got any interest, but after yeah, this wasn't I guess super that's possible. You just have to assume that with everything they do now, is yeah. they're trying to do a spin off of it. Yeah. To be fair though, I don't think this was super well received, so they might not go forward yeah. even if that was their plan. Well, here's the thing: is like them as kids. I thought that I don't know who the actors were, but like, like the kids, I thought they did a really good job at being those characters. Yeah. And I like... was actually more interested in them as kids than I was. To the time jump of, like, the right. adults again. Yeah, And, yeah. like, I would have loved this to be, like, a prequel of them just being the kids. And, like, the whole story is about them becoming witches or something. Or, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I thought would be a little bit more fun. Yeah. It was really cool to see all of the younger uh, characters. The actresses for the younger versions of them. With the character mannerisms from the the adult characters from the first movie, mm-hmm. they, so they they did do a really good job with that. Like even something as simple as the one holding her hand up, like kind of like she has got a glass of wine in it, but she didn't. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like she did that, and then has like that pursed look on her face or whatever. You know, like there was just little little details that yeah. they were they obviously must have studied the first movie, mm-hmm. um, and they did a great job. Yeah, I mean, for me, this was a small slice. It it was, I, I didn't hate it, but it was yeah. just like, uh, all right. Yeah, it was a slice <laughs> it for me. Like, it's still, like, witchy and Halloween-y and whatever. Like, it could have been a lot better. Yeah. I didn't really need it, but I yeah, didn't hate it. It, it, didn't, in, yeah. it didn't improve or ruin Hocus Pocus for me. Right, yeah, same. But, um, I do think they could have done more with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it's, I guess it was worth checking out just to make sure, but it, it wasn't that great. So I don't necessarily think anybody needs to rush out and try and see this. 
Unless you're just looking for a little bit of nostalgia. But honestly, it might be worth watching the first one instead. It's filler for them, for people to have their kids watch, I yeah. guess, if they want to yeah. <laughs> get them to focus on True. Disney Plus for a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we also checked out Halloween Ends. This came out in theaters on October 14th, but it's also been on Peacock for the first 60 days. So I think that's how we, we watched it on Peacock, right? Yeah, it was yeah. on Peacock. Um, this was directed and uh, this was directed by David Gordon Green and it was written by him with Paul Brad Logan, Chris Bernier, Bernier, Chris Bernier, and Danny McBride, which I didn't realize until I was doing the notes for this <laughs> that he was involved in any of these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's based on characters by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill. Um, we have Jamie Lee Curtis returning as Laurie and Andy Matichak, who plays uh, her granddaughter Allison. They're kind of like our obvious main characters. There's some newcomers as well. It gets a little bit more complicated because I don't really want to talk about mm. who each character is. Well, they do. They introduce this character who's like kind of the main focus of the movie, mm-hmm. and it's it's weird how it starts. But like once it like plays out and you you get the idea like what they're doing, it mm-hmm. makes a lot more sense and it, it works better. But overall, I think I feel like this was a very um, it was drastically different than the other two. It felt very uh, slow burn, I guess. Yeah, it kind of like took, it definitely took its time to get to the point. Mm-hmm. And like things happened at the very end of the last movie, uh, Halloween Kills, mm-hmm. which like the implications are like pretty severe. Yeah. And they just kind of brush over it in the beginning of this movie. And I thought that was kind of weird. They don't really dive into the whole, how that affected the main character yeah. of this movie. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it just, it's weird because, like, Jamie Lee Curtis was, like, really like, hyping this movie. And then, like, I felt like it was kind of the weakest of the, the trilogy so far. And for it to be the end of it, it's it's surprising. Yeah. That it wasn't more of a story than it was. Yeah, it definitely was kind of, like, a different direction. I actually, again, it's kind of like with the Hocus Pocus. I had in my head where I thought it was going with their story Mm -hmm. and i actually was kind of interested in like the the psychology behind that idea of what they were going for Mm -hmm. or at least what i thought they were going for yeah and then they just didn't do it and they just said nope and i was like oh yeah what they did with this and how some of the things that the different characters do was a little surprising and i felt like i had questions that weren't answered Mm -hmm. i think the weirdest part was like it took at least half the movie before you even see Michael Myers mm-hmm. really do anything. Yeah. And like, it's supposedly multiple years have passed and it's just like, mm-hmm. where the fuck was he? How did he yeah. survive? Like, yeah. Like, it just seems like, just kind of like a lot of like, throw away like, time jumping like things that like, well, yeah. we need to know a little, little yeah, intel some background on what's here. going on here. Exactly. <laughs> It just seems a little too far-fetched that he's just, like, been around for this long and not yeah. heard of. Yeah, there's definitely some leaps made in the story that are just like, I don't think so. So. Yeah. Um, it was small slice it for me. I, like, mildly enjoyed it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't hate it, which I typically would. Uh, so, <laughs> I guess that's an improvement. I'd say it was a slice it for me. I, I think they had an interesting idea where they were trying to go, but they just didn't quite get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's because they were like 
torn with how to do an like a appropriate ending for the the whole franchise or what, but mm-hmm. it just didn't really work for me. Yeah, it, this is not the cake topper that I think that people may have been looking for. Mm, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, you also watched Barbarian a little while ago, right? So uh, this actually premiered at San Diego Comic Con in July, really, but then was officially released in theaters on September 9th. It was written and directed by Zach Krieger, and it's a, as far as I understand, a horror film where two young people accidentally rent the same B and Airbnb or bed and breakfast. Yeah, so that's the basic premise of it. Is yeah. it's double booked. It's a house that's double booked in, I think it's like uh, Detroit somewhere. In oh, bad, okay. It's like in a bad neighborhood of Detroit. Okay. Um, the movie really like hangs on a lot of like the discomfort, uh, you know, like the, the creepiness of like the unknown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a question. Is yes. the name of it ever really understood? I think it's a very onion layered title to the film. Okay. You have to see the film to really get the point of the title. Okay. But I think everyone will have their own interpretation of why it's called Barbarian. Okay. Um, but I think it's a very good title for the film. Okay. This was not at all what I expected, and I loved every second of it. It was very uncomfortable. Like, every every scene you're worried about the main character. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm always, like, the kind of person who's... who's trying to guess what's going on and i'm Mm -hmm. relatively good at it but this one was definitely keeping me oblivious okay Um, i had an idea at one point but like took a left turn. wow yeah this movie was so intense like it just it if you have anxiety like i would probably watch it at home for sure (laughs) (laughs) um like it's probably one of those movies where like you gotta like watch something like happier after okay or just like not go to bed right away after yeah um, it is on HBO Max, so for people right. that uh, want to check it out, it is there, and I, I do recommend. I I saw the th- the movie like late at night. I was like the only person in the theater. Oh my god! I came back to my car, and I just sat in my car for like at least five ten minutes, just like quietly, just just thinking, just mm-hmm. kind of just contemplating life, and wow, not like. Sorry, I shouldn't say contemplating. Like, <laughs> I think contemplating is the right word. Like, I, I'm not saying like suicide. No, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I just, I don't think of a movie that, like a horror movie of something that just makes you think for five to ten minutes. It just, I just had to just kind of like gather my thoughts and just like, mm-hmm. I just needed to just chill uh-huh. for a second okay. before I just kind of like went on with the rest of my night. Got it. It was just very like emotionally intense Okay. for me. I don't know. It's... Honestly, I, I thought it was a, it was probably one of my favorite movies this year so far. Really? Yeah. Wow. So okay. it's definitely uh, dissected for me. Okay. I thought the acting was amazing. You mm-hmm. didn't know who to trust. You didn't know what was going on. And like, it was just, I thought it was really good all around. Okay. The music was, was fun. They had some uh, oldies in there that like got you all fucking in the mood. And then yeah. something sad happens right after. Okay. And just like, it's. They really fucked with your emotions. Okay. Got it. Now you're making re- me really kind of fucking curious about this movie. Here's the thing. <laughs> I think you would appreciate it, but like, I think there will be a point where you're like, no. <laughs> but like, I think you would appreciate the film. Okay. For what it is. This I'd is- say I like this way more than I liked Malignant. 
Okay. I liked them for two different reasons, but mm-hmm. like, I really liked that movie, but like, it was because it was more like ridiculous, I yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah. Horror, and this is just like straight, really, I, I feel like this is a really intelligent horror. Okay. Intellectual horror. Yeah. Is that a new genre? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Horror that makes you shit yourself and then smell it. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't want to watch that. <laughs> Here's the thing about me. I don't like feeling nervous or uncomfortable. Well, that's the thing. Is this movie, you're going to feel nervous. Yeah. And then when you're not feeling nervous, you're going to start feeling nervous about... That you're not nervous? When's the next time you're going to start feeling nervous? <laughs> And that's like what I love about this film is like they really like just make you questioning everything and it's so good. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad you There's like three it. main characters to this and like it's weird how it's set up where like one of them doesn't come in until like halfway through the movie and then it feels like a whole different movie but then it's not and it's like it's so good. It's, you okay. gotta see it. I see. Okay. No promises. Well, whatever. It's a hard maybe. Yeah, it's a hard maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to hold up in court. <laughs> All right. Uh, that is it for what we watched this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you're still here, don't forget to leave us a rating or review or share the podcast with everyone you know. Everyone. It's got to be everyone, not just one person. Um, feel free to check out our website, dtfcast.com. We've got a listing of all of our episodes. You can share specific things with people. Follow us on all the social medias. We've got Twitter, DTF Pod. We got uh, Instagram, Dissecting This Fiction, and Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. And you can even send us an email directly to dtfpod at gmail.com. I'll do all of that. Yeah, you're going to do it? <laughs> Somebody has to. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? We're, we've had a lot of doorbells ring. Yep. Dogs barking. <laughs> yeah. It's been emo. Trick or treaters. So many emo, so many emo trick or treaters. But uh, we're finally in our gaming section. Yes. We're almost there. Will we finish before the trick or treaters? Who knows? <laughs> we'll see. But let's get into it. New releases for this week: Xbox and Game Pass. Well, it's more games with gold. I guess we don't really have any Game Pass this week, as far as I can tell. Uh, but there is two games, not three. I thought that was interesting. There's only two games hmm. for Games with Gold. A game called Praetorians HD Remaster. This is on the 1st to the 30th of November. And it is a Roman Empire real-time strategy game. Okay. So you might be interested in it. Uh, maybe. What is a real-time strategy? Like, um, have you ever heard of StarCraft? I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is. Okay. <laughs> uh, so is Halo it... Wars? Have you seen that game? No. Okay. Basically, it's, it's one base versus another base, and okay. you like are live, creating your army and okay, attacking, okay. trying to. I feel take like we over. played some game that was like some that. games are like you have time to set up and then you go do it, but like. Okay. The aspect is it's like, got it. In the motion of, in the moment of it, you're, so you're doing like everything. So kind of like a Sim City situation, but you're yeah. also battling. Yes. Okay, got it. Yes. I don't know, maybe I'll check it out. Okay. And then also a game called Dead End Job, uh, <laughs> that comes out on the sixteenth, uh, and it's good until December fifteenth. So we have a little bit of time for that one. But 
Uh, it's a co-op twin stick shooter. I assume it's in a Halloween-esque type vein. Would it be? It's called Dead End Job. I'm assuming it's going to be like, you're killing zombies or something. Oh, I was thinking it was just going to be around some like terrible job that you hate. <laughs> well, it's a twin. It's a co-op twin stick shooter, which tells me you're going to be mowing down things. I mean, I don't know with what guns. I don't know what that means, so I'm sorry. Like top down. Uh huh. Like um, the Zombieland video game that we played a while oh, back. Oh, okay, 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 got it. Um, kind of like that Ghostbusters game that we played. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, understood. Understood. I don't know all the lingo. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm not a professional. <laughs> okay. How many all years right. in? <laughs> PlayStation. Uh, PlayStation Plus on November 1st. These games will be available. Neo 2. This is going to be PS4 and PS5. So depending which console you have, you will get that version. So that's pretty cool for people. Yeah. Uh, and this is like kind of like a soul... Uh, like a Demon Souls, okay. Uh, Bloodborne, those kind of games, really hard to play. But so, if you have PS4 and PS5, can you get both versions? Uh, supposedly, I, w- oh, okay. I mean, I would imagine, yeah. Cool. Just curious. Yeah, I would. I would think so. Worst case, you could get it on the PS4, and then it should automatically do the upgrade on the PS5. Oh right. Okay. I would think. Okay. Uh, also, you're going to enjoy this one, although I think we already have it. Lego Harry Potter Collection is a PS4 title that they're giving oh, out. Oh, nice. I think we have, we, I think we may have bought it on Xbox or it's on Game Pass or something. I don't know. It, there's access to it, I think, already. But there's another console. Yeah, we might only on. have one game or something, so maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I bought it for you like $10 or something on, like a Black Friday or something. I don't know. Okay. But then never played it with me. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> it's, it's Lego Harry Potter. You're yeah. not you're not guilting me on this one. I don't oh, give okay. a shit. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> Alright. And finally for the PlayStation Plus this month we are getting Heavenly Bodies, a PS4 game. Uh, here's the description. It puts the player in space as they try to make their way through physics based scenarios, either alone or with a friend in local co op using the left and right sticks to push and pull. Each level is inspired by a famous moment in space exploration history. Hmm. This sounds like it might be down your alley. Yeah, it does. Although it says uh, using both sticks, so you might get like confused having to use twin sticks because you were confused by that earlier. I just didn't know what it meant. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but thanks. <laughs> I used to have a shirt that said Heavenly Bodies on it. <laughs> what? Is that a term that's, like, known? I, no, it was, like, it literally had, like, stars and shit on it, so, like, I don't... That must be a space term, It then. must be I've a... I've never sp- heard that must before. must be a space term. And on the Switch, people are going to be able to play It Takes Two, which is, I assume, much support oh. from the game that was on Xbox and PlayStation. That's cool. Yeah. It's a co-op uh, puzzle-solving game. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. I don't want to see anything from multi-platform that were uh, new releases this month, or I guess this week. But uh, that's what we got there. We do have a canceled game, unfortunately, for yeah. Japan. Okay. I was reading the notes and I was like, you would be way more pissed off yeah. about this. So, <laughs> the Callisto Protocol apparently is canceled in Japan 
This is via their Twitter. The developer Striking Distance Studios had a dispute with the Japanese rating board. And so they put up this uh, quote on their social media. The Callisto Protocol's Japanese version has been discontinued. At present, it cannot pass the CERO rating. And that adding the changes to the Callisto Protocol will not provide the experience players expect. So instead of drastically changing aspects of the game, they are just... They're just like, you can just not, not take gonna it. Not going to have it in the uh, Japanese market. I respect that. Uh, so anybody who had a, a pre-order for the game will get a refund. And unless you import the game from a different region, you will not be able to buy it. That's crazy. In Japan. Yeah. When I first was like, oh my god, I was like, oh, just Japan. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I'll just make sure I don't move to Japan then. Yeah. I should be okay. Yeah. Also, man, I wish this game had come out like now. It'd be a perfect game to play on like Twitch Mm -hmm. for like Halloween, you know? It does make me wonder what kind of content the game has that is so... It's just probably the gore factor, I would assume. Maybe. I can't imagine it's nudity. I don't know. Like, like you see animes and they have like... Right, that's... (laughs) Nudity everywhere. That's why I'm curious. It's like, I don't think that's the concern is nudity. It's gotta be gore. It's just so intense. All right, some other news. Modern Warfare 2, the physical copies of Modern Warfare 2 are essentially just empty boxes because (laughs) the disc that you use has only 72 megabytes of data on it. And essentially, you put the disc in and then it will ask you to download a day one update of over 100 gigs. (laughs) What the fuck? Which is the game size itself. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, this is basically what they've been doing for years. For years, it's yeah. just it's on the disc that you download it, and then yeah. you still need to like have access to the online anyways. Right now, they're just kind of making it fully online that you're downloading from. Mm-hmm. Um, that sucks for people who have like not great internet. Mm-hmm. Um, that's gonna be a long download. Yeah, for real. It kind of reminds me of like. I guess it's not the same thing. Like when Capcom would do the, uh, they'd have stuff on the disc and then like you'd have to like pay to unlock it. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> The yeah. DLC that yeah. they had. I guess it's not quite the same thing. I guess it's like the opposite. It's like the, the anti yeah. <laughs> of that. It, it's like if you're only going to put 72 megabytes of data on the disc, like why even offer it? Like you could you could get a, a floppy disc. You yeah. don't even need a, a CD. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even need a Blu-ray. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it, I don't know. I guess it's like a, a in a way, it just kind of shows like digital is kind of like yeah, companies are going toward digital, right? Definitely. It seems like they really want to shift to that market. Yeah. I remember like saying this kind of stuff before the people and like I'd get like treated like an asshole for suggesting that. Yeah. Like the disc is just a key mm-hmm. to, to unlock the game and yeah. you're really just downloading the game anyway. And yeah. that's really what they're doing. Yeah. This is just further evidence. They might of that. as well have just sold those like little cards that's got like a code on it, essentially. And sometimes they do that. Yeah. You buy a physical and it, you still just get a code. Yeah. But yeah, they might as well have done that. It might have been cheaper to print a yeah. a, a little postcard than to make the disc. I don't yep. know. All right. Uh, Fallout Four is getting a next gen upgrade as part of its twenty fifth anniversary. It's going to include a performance mode that allows for higher frame rates a quality mode for 4k graphics plus bug fixes and more creation club content 
That's apparently the Bethesda's official mod support. Okay. That's cool. I mean, it pretty much... I, I We played this, I think, when it was like Game Pass. I don't think it's yeah. there anymore, is it? Yeah, I don't think so. It might be. I don't know. I don't know. I feel what like it is. left and it might have come back. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. But we played a little bit of it. I, I feel like this is just kind of like exciting for people who are big fans of the game and have the next gen they can just kind of right. go back and and play it again be in awe again of how much better it plays yeah but i don't think this is really anything exciting for if you haven't played it yet you're probably not uh right you're not chomping at the bit yeah. yeah all right some semi-switch news bayonetta 3 had some drama with the voice actor apparently okay so uh the i guess former voice actor of the role she did the first two games Helena Taylor took to social media and she was upset saying that uh, the company allegedly offered her $4,000 for the role of the newest title, the Bayonetta 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she asked for fans to boycott the game oh. because of it. Okay. And this was a big thing. People were all up in arms about how she was wronged by the company. Mm-hmm. But then... Over the next few days, articles were coming out which contradicted this information. Bloomberg, among other sites, shared articles that cited sources and documentation that said uh, she was offered more money, Mm -hmm. stating that Platinum Games had offered up to five four-hour sessions between three to four thousand dollars, totaling around fifteen thousand dollars for her, uh, which is more than she made on the previous titles. Hmm. Okay. So it's now turned into this big thing of he said, she said. Yeah. Uh, whether or not she was lying about the amount she was offered and was she being greedy? Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> there was even, I think, uh, at one thing I read that like she supposedly had asked for a six figure <laughs> paycheck for I it. I mean, I don't know what voice actors and actresses get paid for these video games, but like. Six figures seems a little high. I mean, yeah, I don't know how it works, but like, I, I, I mean, was to like, be, to be I was honest, like four thousand dollars. Yeah, you know, to me, I was like, hell yeah. But <laughs> to be honest, that sounds kind of, four thousand does sound really low for being the voice on. A I mean, video I guess game. it just depends how much time you're putting into it. Like, how right. big of a role is it you're doing? I guess if you're the lead voice actor of the game, I don't know how long these games go for. I imagine they're at like around five ish. Plus hours. Yeah, and I don't know how five much talking. To, five to ten, I would imagine, would be like the the cushion zone of this kind of game. Yeah. It, it's like a Devil May Cry type game, right? So, I played the first one a little bit. And, like, it's kind of like when you're playing you're doing the moves, she's saying things as she's doing the moves. So, I don't know if it's, like, just repeat voices triggered as you do certain moves or right. what. But that's like, what I was wondering. Um, I don't know. And, you know, how voice acting, it's like... They may say the same line like a hundred times before right. they, they pick one that they want right. for the same line. Yeah. So, I don't know. It just, it, it now it's just kind of turned to a bigger thing of like, I know it was like a thing about like unionizing voice actors and stuff. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, does this affect that? Does this now have a, a damaging effect on that cause? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. Well, hopefully if they're trying to make a better... Uh, workplace and benefit situation for any position then then they can succeed in doing that there definitely is like kind of like a I don't know I wouldn't I don't want to call it a revolution but like a lot of people in every field 
in almost mm. every field are like, hey, I'm worth more than you're paying me. Yes. Right now. So this yes. could just be like along with that, she's kind of basically drawing attention to, hey, I'm worth more than you're paying me. And then it just happens to be, it could very well be that they did offer her more, but even if they didn't, maybe that's a standard going rate and she doesn't believe it is I want to say that she like responded to it semi-backpedaling on like, I don't know exactly, I don't have the quote with me, mm-hmm. but um, maybe I'll probably do an update for the next episode. Okay. Just to see if there's anything new that comes out of it. Mm-hmm. But anyways, she's not the voice actor of the game. Right. That's the... the For <laughs> because obvious of it, reasons, yeah. They, they replaced her with somebody else and I don't know. The game's out, so I feel like you want to play it, go play it. You yeah. Know, it's... Yeah, I'm curious if any like diehard fans even like notice or care that the voice I mean, is I different. I mean, I'm not a diehard fan, but like... I, I didn't even know who the voice actor was. I don't know. What I mean is, like, people that are playing it, if they notice or care that her voice is different. Gotcha. That's all I meant. Yeah. Or if they even knew who the voice actor was. Right, But they yeah. were, like, they did play both games. She just doesn't come to mind as, like, a Troy Baker or a Nolan North. I don't right. of a voice acting. Like, I don't... If she's bigger than this role, I don't know. Right, right, right. Of yeah. her. Yeah, I get it. All right. Moving on. Resident Evil Code Veronica is apparently not in production. According to Resident Evil 4 producer Yoshiaki Hirabayashi, who uh, spoke with Noisy Pixel, uh, he said that they are focused on Resident Evil 4, uh, but if the opportunity comes, maybe they will make Code Veronica. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> You've only remade every fucking game so far. Yes, you're going to make Code Veronica. Yeah. It's like, uh, we're not going to talk about that because we wanted to focus on Resident Evil 4 right. as far as the narrative yeah. to the, you know, selling that game. Right. Of course they're working on Code Veronica. Yeah. Although, you know what I was thinking? You know what would be really cool if they did work on a remake of Resident Evil Survivor from PlayStation 1? That was like a first-person shooter before its time. Gotcha. Like, that's before they had joysticks. So Mm. you had to, like, move with a D-pad, stop, and then aim. Oh, wow. Like, press a button and then use the D-pads to aim. Oh, wow. That sounds rough. Yeah, it was really rough. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, I think I still have the game. Yeah. We'll see uh, how much, how rough it really is. Yeah. Now that I'm older. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like so unplayable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably is. But that would be fun to do. Yeah. Now they have mastered the joysticks and shooters and stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. On the topic of survival horror games, Silent Hill is coming back after over a decade. We heard about the movie mm-hmm. earlier in our news. Yes. Uh, Silent Hill 2 is being remade and it's going to be... Uh, a timed exclusive for PS5. Okay. I think it's about a year. It'll be on PC as well, but as far as consoles go... Got it. It'll only be on PS5. Uh, And they're also making a game called Silent Hill F, which is a new addition to the franchise. So it's a brand new game. It's not going to be taking place in Silent Hill, per se, but it will be taking place in 1960s Japan. So I guess maybe like some kind of a neighboring or sister 
hmm. town that I mean it's gonna have to tie into the the story somehow yeah of how it works with Silent Hill right yeah well I'm happy for you I'm sure you're excited about this yeah it, it looks just creepy as hell from the trailer we saw yeah all right and last in our news PS5 DualSense Edge controller has finally got a price and release date and it's about what I expected. It's going to be releasing on January 26th of next year uh, with pre-orders starting on October 25th. So it's already there for people okay. who want to pre-order. It'll be exclusive on the PlayStation Direct site, which oh. is where we got our PS5. Yeah. Basically through Sony. Yeah. Here's the price point. $199.99 US dollars. For a controller? For a controller. I mean... <laughs> The Xbox Elite controllers are they're usually about like a 150 to 180, I think, right? They might be more now, but yeah, I think you're right. Those are still pretty expensive. This is even more, it seems. I don't know. It seems pretty pricey to me personally. It's but, extremely pricey. I, mean, for, I think for both brands, I think yeah. it's like unnecessary. Like I don't know what kind of like does it make me coffee? I like mean, I, I already <laughs> wait for a sale if I'm going to buy a controller. A regular right? controller. Yeah. I'm not going to go spend. Yeah. Almost. A console price. Yeah. On a controller. Yeah. Unless it gets me a job <laughs> as a gamer. Yeah. I'm not going to be spending that kind of money. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It just doesn't seem worth it. Yeah. And on top of this, so it's $200 essentially for the controller. They have replacement stick modules that they will also have on pre-order for $19.99 for if they get drift. <laughs> The stick drift. Oh, you won't just like replace it for free for fucking two hundred dollars. I have to pay oh, I mean, you. They're not gonna replace the whole controller for free, no. No, but the the stick module or whatever. Like if if I have a problem with a two hundred dollar controller, you better believe I'm expecting them to fucking fix it. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm gonna pay twenty dollars for you to fix the fucking shit that shouldn't have broken in the first place. That's nuts. <laughs> I think the idea is that controllers are. It's inevitable to get the uh, stick drift. At least that's what it seems. I haven't had that with the PlayStation 5 yet, but I know people are saying that it's an issue. Mm. Better knock on But I also wood. didn't have the problem with the Switch for a long time until after. Yeah. And everybody else was having that problem, and then I finally had it, and it's, like, unbearable. Yeah. So I guess it's just a matter of how much you play and how hard you play. I don't yeah. Know. How many times you drop it. Yeah. <laughs> and or throw it. Yeah. Depending on the type of gamer you are. Yeah. All right, and just to get into like a, a quick review, uh, I played House of Ashes. This is part of the Dark Anthology series of video games. Mm-hmm. They, it's, it, they're basically like telltale games, like that structure. It's a narrative, more story-driven than actual gameplay itself. It's you know, it's like kind of choose your own adventure, pick an option, and it like. Yeah. Does more cutscenes to to the story. Okay. With minimal like shooting or item pickups, stuff like that. Okay. Um, this released, I guess, last year, October twenty second of last year. Developed by Supermassive Games, published by Bandai Namco. It's single player or co op, which I didn't actually know that when I started it. I was doing the Twitch stream for this game mm-hmm. for Halloween. So if anyone wants to check that out, it's under Classy Cat Dad. That's my channel. They describe it as interactive drama survival horror. What is her name? Ashley Tisdale, is it? Yes. She's an actress or singer or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I recognized her. She was in like high school music. But I didn't know who she was exactly. Uh, So she's like the lead 
character in this game. Huh, okay. They, it's got her motion capture and everything mm-hmm. in the game. Basic plot of this is it takes place during the Iraq War in 2003, I believe it was. And uh, soldiers on both sides get stuck in this temple, underground temple. Okay. Uh, after like an earthquake or something. And they have to basically work together to survive. And so, like, you kind of jump between different characters mm-hmm. uh, and see their perspectives and kind of give them all backstories and stuff. There's a lot more, like, unnecessary drama between characters that's in there. And mm-hmm. it's really just kind of like the decisions you make will, like, either make characters happy or mad at you. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like finding out that balance. It's got a lot of replay value. So there's different endings. You can have people survive or die. Mm-hmm. So they really want you to replay this game over and over. Got it. To get okay. those different endings or okay. just see what the changes are. So I definitely will be going back to this game. There were some weird glitchiness that I, like, at least I feel like that's what it was. Like there was moments where It'll just randomly go to slow motion and like zoom in on a character and then give me their name and then zoom in on another character and give me their name. And it's just like very unnecessary. Like weird like cutscene-y situation yeah, where it's like, not a it cutscene. It was just very awkward and unnecessary stuff. And like hmm. I, I can't help but feel like it was a, a glitch bug. Yeah. It, just, it didn't really impact the game, but it just didn't really make sense why it was there. Right. And it happened multiple times throughout the game. Okay. There was some issues with like loading, uh, like textures and stuff at some points, and the characters would like get a little like fuzzy looking. Not fuzzy. They would like kind of like tweak out oh, and like okay. be in another spot after. Like yeah, there's like very clear like little issues with like glitches, but like nothing that was game breaking. Yeah. Um. Overall, I think it was fun. I had a good time with it, and I'm definitely gonna go back. So for me, it was it was a large slice. Uh, experience with okay. this game. That's cool. Uh, it definitely got me more interested in going to the other games. Like there was like Man of Medan or something. And mm-hmm. That's another one. Yeah. Uh, I think those are on Game Pass or uh, PlayStation Plus. So I'll probably check those ones out too. Because I think this is like just one story out of I think four or five. I think they're called yeah. season one. The Dark Pictures anthology, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think each game has like an actor that's basically their motion capture for the the character okay like a like a well-known person interesting i can't remember his name but i think the the guy who was cast as um adam warlock for mm-hmm. guardians of the galaxy 3 yeah i uh, that actor i believe he is in one of the games as so you're more interested in checking out the, the other games as well now yeah okay. this is you know like, this one had my interest the story starts out like you think where it's going, and then it kind of like takes a twist. And then it was actually interesting how they, they kind of tied in a different concept to what you kind of expect. That's it, though. I'm playing Resident Evil Reverse, the like whatever the fuck it is, multiplayer thing. Mm-hmm. I'll probably talk about that next time. Sounds I didn't get good. enough of an experience to really have an opinion yet. Okay. But um, I'm playing that one, too. All right. Sounds like that's it for our episode. Yep. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We appreciate you stopping by and listening to us ramble on for ages and ages. Uh, Hopefully, you enjoyed what you're listening to. I mean, I assume if you're still here, you probably do. But uh, definitely leave us a review and a rating and share us with your friends and people you think might also like us so we can get some exposure and get out there. We've got all the social medias. 
Um, got Twitter, DTF Pod, Instagram, Dissecting This Fiction, Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. You can even send us an email directly to dtfpod at gmail.com. And you can always check our website for a listing of all of our episodes at dtfcast.com. That's it for episode 126 of Dissecting This Fiction. Bye-bye. <laughs>